0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select Bet and joining me once again for a Hugman A edition of the podcast is Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Good morning and good, thanks. Very well. Are we all set for the bells tonight?
1: Um, as set as can be. A few whiskeys, a few
0: beers and in bed for 5 past 12. Busy day of football tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to say, just make sure you get your on before you start tanning the whiskies, I suppose. Um, so yeah, busy day tomorrow in terms of football. We'd actually planned and recording this podcast for Saturday's fixtures. Saturday looks out like a really, really difficult card, especially with the FA Cup taking up most of the fixtures in England. There's no Premier League in Scotland thanks to the winter break and some of the lower league games in England aren't even priced up yet. So actually... Wednesday's, New Year's Day card is going to dominate the tips that we've got on this week's podcast?
1: Yeah, to be fair, I think the 1st um, of January games look really good, especially looking through the National League and through the Premiership, so although it's a we looked at Saturday's card, there's not much on, I think tomorrow there's some really good games, some cracking games for goals, so hopefully we can start the new year with some good goal-winners.
0: Yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. As always, we can look back on previous performance and it was a case of hitting the bar more often than not on Saturday. Yeah, I think hard luck stories
1: really. Um you need a bit of luck in betting, as we know. I think that was um at Airdrie Falkirk over two and a half goals. One all after 40 minutes, and sadly it finished that way, which is really frustrating, especially you've got a full second half to get a set, to get a third goal. Yeah. Uh, but we've got a couple of winners. I think you got King's Limbs, a great shout. Yeah, there
0: was was three goals in the first seven minutes and I thought it was going to be one of those games, but um, Kingsland got their second goal eventually in the the second half, so that was good, that was a decent price.
1: I think obviously Norwich was two all, so we had over three and a half goals in that game at Norwich Tottenham, and obviously we'll speak about Norwich in the next couple of minutes. So, kind of mixed bag, disappointment with the nap, but hopefully we can start the new year well.
0: Yeah, we've got plenty lined up, so we'll get into those pretty shortly. As ever, just a wee reminder to subscribe to the podcast, whether it be iTunes, the Google Podcasting App, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the podcast, it'd be great if you could subscribe. Um, That also makes sure that you don't miss any podcasts whenever we record one. Um, And also just a wee reminder that if you could leave us a review or a rating on iTunes, that would be massively appreciated too. We're also very keen to hear from you, so just drop us an email at hello at gambler.co.uk if you have any ideas or feedback for us on the podcast or just want a shout out, happy to do that, Um, or you can follow us on Twitter where our handle is at Tips, and remember you can also follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. So let's get started on the New Year's Day tips, and I think we're starting in the National League, is that right?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, My favourite English League, the National <laughs> League, so a really good league for goals, some cracking teams and some of the stats are quite incredible looking through some of the sides. So first up is Halifax versus Stockport. Now I had to really look at this when I looked at the fixtures because we tipped this game um, two weeks ago, in fact it was less than that, it was yeah, Boxing, Boxing
0: Day. Day. Um,
1: I at the Stockport at home to Halifax,
0: the so Stockport yeah. hammered them 5-1. Now before you carry on, I think this is a a very welcome, rare piece of common sense in the National League where it seems that all the Boxing Day fixtures seem to be reversed on New Year's Day and most of them look like kind of fairly localish fixtures. So it means that the fans aren't having to travel on ah. days when travelling might be quite difficult. Because another game that we've got coming up, Torquay Yovo, is a repeat of the fixture from Boxing Day Southwest, so, yeah. yeah. So hats off to the National League um, for once, trying to accommodate the fans when you know. A lot of the times, the fans are the last people that are thought about when fixtures are created. So it's good from our point of view because it gives us a very good point of reference in terms of looking at fixtures, uh, and we can see how the game went on Boxing well Day.
1: Well done you for spotting that. Well thank
0: done, you very much. thank you. <laughs> you, you can do the rest of the podcast. Thank <laughs> you very much.
1: <laughs> so this game finished five-one on Boxing Day, and I think at that point both sides were kind of stuck on thirty-eight points, just below the playoffs. Now if you're a stockport fan you've certainly been entertained over the last seven games
0: yeah no, having
1: looked through their matches they've won 4-1 5-1 4-2 4-2 5-1 and a couple of 2-1s in there as well so 35 goals in the last seven games is incredible uh 22 goals for 13 against what I do like though is they haven't get the clean sheet in nine matches now stockport so, Halifax are three points below them, I think, in 41 points. And yeah. now, at the moment, Stockport are just five points off the top. So, really interesting game. It's a game I think we'll see both sides score again. Obviously, Halifax will be um, keen to avenge that 5-1 hammering. Yep. They're at home. Uh, they beat Chesterfield 1-0 on, um, boxing, on Saturday. Sorry. So, for me, it's a, it's a match lined up again. For both teams to score Especially given the fact That Stockport Although they can score Loads of goals Defensively They're not
0: too clever And obviously yeah. No clean sheet in nine Is a bit of a worry for them They've scored as well, They've conceded As many as they've scored 43 in each column So yeah As you say Plenty of entertainment In the Stockport games um, And what was it 5-1 In Boxing Day
1: Yeah 5-1 It finished
0: yeah So uh, a wee repeat of that Would be nice
1: It just stays fine Happy with three <laughs> <laughs> So Marathon Bay At the moment Appear to be best priced at the moment in terms of all goal bets on, on the market. So it's 23-25 <laughs> over 2.5 goals, which I think is actually really decent.
0: Yeah, that's not bad at all, considering the stats that you've been throwing out there.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, the first step in the National League. So that's the first one.
0: Okay. Next
1: match is the game you just highlighted a second ago, is the kind of southwest Derby. And that's Torquay versus Yeovil. Mm-hmm. So we have here Yeovil one point off the top of the league. And they are the National League's highest scorers, 52 goals scored, and they travel to Torquay, who have the worst defensive record in the league, with 53 goals conceded.
0: You've just ruined one of my questions I was going to ask you. What was that? <laughs> well, Torquay have conceded the most goals in the league, but only one team has actually scored more than them, and that is... Juve Juve Excellent. So, oh, excellent. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this looks like another game that could be full of goals And the reverse fixture was 6-2 last week
1: Yeah, 6-2, so it's kind of hard to look away from this match um, Looking at the last seven games for for Yeovil, Again, 3-2, 5-1, 5-1, obviously 6-2 they, I think they lost 3-2 on Boxing Day to Sutton That was the early kick-off so again, scoring lots of goals, that's 37 goals in um, those seven games. 21-4, 15 against, and again another side uh, conceding plenty of goals. So at the moment, looking at the prices, obviously it's very short for over 2.5 goals in this match, it's 8-15, to 15. Um, but looking at the markets again, similar to the Norwich Spurs game, we had on Saturday, I think it's very worthwhile taking the Asian handicap bet. So, over three goals on the Asian line pays nine to ten, and that's with bet 365.
0: Yeah, so just for anyone who's unfamiliar with Asian, can you tell us how that bet would pan out then?
1: Yeah, it's, it's very simple. So, if there's three goals in the game, it's money back, and if there's obviously over three and a half goals in that match, it pays out. So, it just gives you that kind of safety net of yeah. there
0: only being three goals at just below evens, which I think is a good shout. Yeah, so effectively, we're looking for four goals or more. If it's three, we get money back. If it's less than three, then the bet's a loss. Yeah. Okay, so that's two good bets in the National League. And on Saturday, we had a, a number of over one and a half goals in each game bets, a, a goal in the first half bets, and total goals bets. And we're looking to do the same again on New Year's Day. Yeah, so
1: the, the first half goals and the. Um over 1.5 match goals. Obviously, I I do these a lot and I've had a lot of success this season on these markets and different leagues. It's a market, though, you have to kind of stick with. Mm -hmm. So, it's obviously... It's 58-1 for a reason, for first-half goals. Don't expect it to come in, but it's definitely worth throwing a couple of pounds on and it's never really that far away. So, at the moment, the main bet in that league for a special will be 34-plus goals at 5-6. to And looking through the fixtures, there's quite a few games, i.e., The two we've just mentioned should deliver,
0: hopefully, at least eight to ten goals. Yeah, we mentioned that pre-podcast. That would get us off to a a right good start. Um, Between those two fixtures, there were, what, 14 goals?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, I'm not saying we'll get a repeat of the same, but, you know, that's you almost halfway there to the total of 34 goals uh, within two games. Exactly. So,
1: 34 plus goals pays five to six and I think that's definitely worth taking on. Yep. Um, I go in the first half in all twelve games. Currently pays fifty to one with Skybet, but had quite a few guys contact me to say if you use the William Hill bet boost, you'll probably get about sixty-five to one.
0: Okay.
1: So massive, <clears throat> massive price. And it's obviously small, small stakes, but it's already landed a few times this season in this league, and it's worth backing again. That, Same that's... with the um, over one point five. <clears throat>
0: So both of those bets are ones that were highlighted on Saturday that previously we had kind of used a shortcut to place those bets by... Yeah, we're very
1: lazy bet. punters, aren't we? Very lazy. <laughs> <laughs> ...betting them on the
0: Sky Bet specials, which weren't always the best price, Um but also you had a bet voided because one of the games was cancelled on a Sky Bet special, whereas if you're backing them individually, that cancelled game just becomes a... Avoided a match. Sing, avoided yep. match, so the bet still stands for the remaining fixtures. So that's just one you be aware of that it's always worth shopping around for the best price. And also that special bet with Skybet can be caught out if there's games that are cancelled for whatever reason. Yep, exactly. Okay, so the three bets there are 34 plus goals in the National League at five to six. Uh, a goal in the first half of each game which is 50-1 but may well be boosted at William Hill or may well be bigger if you shop around um, and do it as an accumulator and over one and a half goals which is 14-1 to 1, and the same rules apply. Yep, Spawn. Okay, we're going to have a look at a couple of games in the Premier League next as well and the first one up is Southampton who hosts Spurs.
1: Yeah, real interesting this match, really like the look of it. So Southampton have had a terrific kind of festive period. They've gone away to Chelsea and one. They've gone away to Villa and won. And they got a one-all draw at home to Palace on, on Saturday. So they play Spurs now. Danny Ings, what's happened to him? Absolute goal-scoring machine he is. Um, he's got eight goals now in his last nine matches. He's on 12th of the season. Uh, I think last year he only scored seven. So it, it just shows what an improved, an improved year he's had so far. Mm-hmm. And they obviously play a Spurs side who... Uh, not really kicked off too much on Domino, I would say. Um, they're a bit inconsistent still.
0: Yeah, um, aye, it's not really. They're just kind of seem to be grinding performances out at the moment, don't they?
1: Yeah, to, to, to go to Norwich and draw two all was for them, I think it's really disappointing. Norwich are bottom of the league, considering a lot of goals, and, and they went there and went 2 1 down. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get on to some controversy in the next match. Uh, But looking at Spurs' defensive record, I was quite shocked by this. They've not kept the clean sheet away from home now since the 1st of January this year. So they've got a full calendar year without having a clean sheet away from home, which is abysmal. And that's just one clean sheet in 24 away games in the Premiership. So a real issue for Spurs. Looking at Southampton, though, (laughs) they've not kept the clean sheet now in 15 games at home. Um, That's Fulham. Oh, but back in February this year was their last clean sheet. So for me, it looks a great candidate for both teams to score. And if that's the case, we should see over two and a half goals in this game, especially with Spurs' attacking
0: qualities. Yeah, I think the 9 0 defeat to Leicester skews Southampton stats, you know, in terms of the total goals that they've lost. But the fact that, you know, they're not keeping clean sheets at all um, suggests that there's. You know, real defensive issues there for them so certainly you'd fancy Spurs to get on the score sheet and given Spurs inability to keep a clean sheet uh, in the calendar year then obviously you'd expect Southampton to get on the, the score sheet as well so yeah over two and a half goals yeah over two and a half goals pays 18
1: to 25 uh, with Marathon be- again be- best price and it's now, not just obviously Danny Ings they've obviously got Redmond as well he's yeah. a cracking player to watch so although Spurs do uh, attacking-wise are great. So I think they've also got some players that can do damage.
0: OK, so we'll go for goals in that one and we're going to go for goals in the next one, which is Norwich v Palace.
1: Yeah, so back to Caro Road. So this is our tip on Saturday. I think it was in the Asian line, over three goals against Spurs. Now, they play Palace. So first of all, let's talk about VAR.
0: <laughs> do we have to? Yes. <laughs>
1: so Norwich, we're 1-0 up. Um, looking good Pookie went, went through Made it 2-0 And it was disallowed Because I think his armpit was offside <laughs> Now I think it's the fourth or fifth time In a week We've seen a goal
0: disallowed Due to that rule Yeah and I think I was on every single one of them and <laughs> Do you know what It's made me really reluctant to have goals bets In the Premier League Because it's almost as far as trying to find excuses Not to give a goal and there's more reasons not to give a goal than to give a goal these days. So it just feels like anything that goes to VAR is under scrutiny, whether that be a tug on a shot, uh an offside, a handball, anything in the build up to play. If there's any minor misdemeanour, then it seems that it's a legit reason. And the good for thing now it is it's really starting to
1: piss off managers now, um, especially those that are been victim to it. So I look at Norwich, could have been 2 0 up at home to Spurs yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, went a long way to securing two, three points, and it was the same for Wolves. I think away to Liverpool, the young lad scored right in the half time, and his arm was off, his hand was offside.
0: <laughs> and I seen Graham Grahamson was talking about it at the weekend as well, and he was saying how it does materially change games because take Norwich if they go two up. You know, then the, the shape of the game changes completely. Spurs have kind of really got to go and try and get back in the game. Um, Norwich it's maybe sitting a wee bit more defensively. And he was actually talking about the Wolves game, they get the goal chopped off just before half time. And if that goes one each, then you've got a completely different second half at Anfield. So yeah, from a fan's point of view it's dead frustrating. From a punter's point of view, it's it's almost getting to a point where I don't want to bet on the Premier League anymore because I, know, I just totally. can't trust it. And
1: I think for, for Bookies it's bloody brilliant for them. It Isn't must be me really angry.
0: <laughs> you know, I I don't have any stats to back it up, but I'd imagine far more people bet on more goals being scored than fewer goals, you know. I think most people would prefer to have an over two and a half goal bet than an under two and a half goal bet. Um yeah. so yeah, I mean it must be it must be aiding the bookies, I would have thought, given that goals are more likely to be cancelled than to be given with the use of a
1: no, totally. So in terms of this match itself then, Norwich at home, that's them now nine matches out of ten at home this season, over two and a half goals. Yep. I think they've conceded in all of those matches bar one. Now Palace, they kind of flat out to deceive Palace. They're ninth in the league, which is actually really good. Yeah. Um, they don't score a lot of goals, um, which is a bit surprising given some of the players that they've got. But Norwich obviously can't keep Queen Sheets. They are bottom of the league. I'd fully expect Palace to come here and score at least once. But that said, Norwich showed what they're about against Tottenham. I've watched their last three games now, like Norwich, and they do create a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just need to be a bit more clinical, and hope the goalkeeper isn't having one of those days where he <laughs> saves everything. So, a really good place for goals in this match. It's just below evens at 9-7-100. And again, that's with marathon Bet.
0: Yeah, um, before we jumped on the podcast, we were having a wee chat about some of the bets and my concern is the fact that Palace don't score many goals. Um, I think only Watford have scored fewer than them, but in your defence, you were saying that they won't get a better chance to score against a Norwich team and I think Norwich, is the way the Norwich play at home, they're always going to leave opportunities for opponents they will, um, and I think to Norwich create will have chances and score goals. So
1: They will have this game marked out as a must-win three-pointer. Norwich in this match they'll be going for it and uh, like you say it should leave plenty of space in behind for Palace to exploit and obviously Palace have got a lot of pace on that side
0: yeah and I think that's probably reflected in the the odds which are near enough even money for over two and a half um, there won't be many games at Carroll Road when you get get those odds I don't suppose for the, the rest of the season
1: yeah definitely
0: okay so that's what several bets we've got for uh, New Year's Day which we'll recap in a minute but we're going to have a quick look into the Scottish games on Saturday before we finish
1: Yeah, so first up um, Queen of the South host Dundee United so United drew 1-0 with Dundee on Friday night I think it was yeah. I was absolutely <laughs> delighted I left this game out I think we spoke a lot about it and um, I just kind of felt given United are a million points ahead of Dundee the league's over it just took the edge away from me a little bit. Yeah. So it ended up finishing obviously 1-0. Um, I don't think it was a bad game, but I think 1-0 was probably quite a fair result.
0: Yeah, it never really kicked off. I thought when United scored the early goal, they would go on and, and win it quite comfortably. But I think you were right to say that because they were so far ahead they maybe didn't have the same drive and same mentality to go and see the game out and finish it off and they allowed Dundee to come back and to be fair to Dundee they made a game of it would have been happy with that point at Tanadice I guess but um, yeah it was a good shout to, to leave that one alone Friday night it would be
1: interesting to see how United progress now through the next kind of three or four months the league's over um, for me is that going to have an impact on the results today? date it hasn't <laughs> before the Dundee Derby they'd won nine games in a row yeah I wouldn't say they've been as prolific as they had been, though. So, at the moment, they're 14 points clear. So, they will be playing Premiership football next season. And personally, I'm absolutely delighted with that. Because it means that Johnson now are guaranteed at least nine points next season. So, really pleased. Plus, we get a day out in Dundee, which is good.
0: There'll be people people saving this podcast and the United fans who are going to throw that back in your face in 12 months' time.
1: Ah, that's fine. I'm fine with that.
0: Be warned. Be warned.
1: So, look at the game itself. Obviously, we know what United are about. Queen of the South have had a really good month or so. They were looking down and out a little bit and really Mm. kind of involved in that relegation battle. But they've managed to win three of their last four. um, And six of their last seven games at home have seen over two and a half goals. So that probably ties in line potentially with Dobie back in the scoring uh, run at the moment. Now, as we know, Dobie has been scoring twenty-plus goals now for the last three seasons at Queen of the South. Yes. Yeah, but this season, he's got a new his contract, hasn't he? Signed a new contract, so he'll be Which, to, He's at least forty. Oh, I
0: was going to say <laughs> retirement age anyway. Six, what sixty-five? Is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. So he's thirty-six. Um, might even be thirty-seven, Stephen Dobie, but he's still good enough at that level to, to score goals. I think he's got three goals now in his last four games. So he's starting to score again. And if he's scoring goals, you tend to find Queen of the South are getting good results. Yeah. So United came here two months ago and were hammered 4 0. So I'm pretty sure United will want to avenge that. Um, Queen of the South in decent form. Like, again, for me, it's a potential match where we could see both sides score. Mm-hmm. But as we know, United with Shankland, who he's on a bit of a barren run at the moment. I say barren, he's only scored two goals now in his last five but it's probably his quietest patch of the season. Uh, but I also like Nicky Clark, though. I think Nicky Clark's a bit of an unsung hero for United. Yeah, I think will gets all the all the plaudits, but um, he's having a good season as well.
0: Yeah, a great finish from Clark on Friday night.
1: Yeah, and he's, he's scored a goal. I think he's got over 100 career goals now, Nicky Clark. Has so, he? yeah, he's a really good player. Um, he'll be a main threat as well, to, I think, to, for United on, on Saturday. So, taking this game over two and a half goals, and that piece 41 to 50 with marathon bet,
0: And finally, we're going to have a a go at an Airdrie game again.
1: Yeah, so like I said before, really annoyed about Saturday's nap. Um, It was 1-0 after after 41 minutes. So a bit disappointing not to see a a third goal going. They host Forfer, who I think are in for a long struggle. They got beat 3-2 on Saturday against Montrose. Away from home, they do concede a lot of goals. But to be fair, Airdrie at home... They may be, what, I think, earlier fourth, a couple of points off the top. Um, their home form has been pretty steady recently. The 1-0 draw against Falkirk on Saturday was actually a decent point for them. So it will be disappointed not to win that game. N- nothing wrong with drawing 1-0 at home to Falkirk.
0: Yeah, so, keeps them in the mix. Uh, so
1: they're, they're right up there, but they'll, they'll have this year marked right out as a, a must-win three points. If they yeah. want to really push on and get promotion, this is the sort of games they have to win. Yeah. So initially looked at over two and a half goals in this game just a little bit short at 8-11. Mm-hmm. But I'd probably fully expect both sides to score. Airdrie have only kept one clean sheet at home this season. Um, so far for will fancy their chances of scoring. But I think a, a market we had quite a lot of success on at the start of the season yeah. was Airdrie to win and Airdrie to score two goals, which pays yep. 65, I think. Uh,
0: yeah, so I Bet365, just make sure that you choose uh, over one goal for Airdrie in the match and not over one goal <clears throat> for both teams combined there's a slightly better odds available in that at 65 as opposed to 21 to 20 which just seems like a complete anomaly for me It, doesn't, it? doesn't make any sense It <laughs> doesn't make any sense uh, but just make sure you you pick that option which is over one goal in the match for Airdrie and Airdrie to win at 65
1: And I think it doesn't really matter which bet you go with here Obviously, if we're going to have over 2.5 goals. Airdrie, you'd imagine, will yeah. score at least two of them. Yeah. But obviously, the better price is with Airdrie to win and Airdrie to score two goals. So that's a rush out for Saturday.
0: Okay. So, as I say, we were kind of struggling a wee bit for Saturday, um, given the FA Cup in England and the good National. Good Aye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, our best advice in this podcast is to not touch the FA Cup in England. Is that fair enough?
1: Absolutely. D- definitely in teams to win anyway. You'd, you'd have to really study. Um, team news and I'm no expert on nah. any league one or League two sides in England's team news what you might want to do is do a couple of roll-ups for goals a couple of big accumulators for over two and a half goals but other than that I would keep stakes small or just completely avoid
0: yeah just do you know I think you could spend a lot of time looking at a lot of team news and it'd be completely undone by 1 to 2 o'clock on Saturday when you yeah. actually see some of the teams that are going to be or some of the, the line-ups that are going to take to the field on Saturday so for me it's a it's a no-bet competition. The it's FA cup...
1: quite a big card as well I think on Sunday there's <clears throat> yeah, quite a there lot is.
0: of it's, FA it's... Cup games I think a lot of the big guns are
1: involved Let's say big guns who knows what, will, what what teams they'll field.
0: Yeah and it's spread over the weekend I think Um and also I noticed that the games are kicking off a, a minute later I don't know if you'd picked up on that. Um, no I picked I think... up
1: on that this morning I thought it was just a system error for a system mistake
0: think, <laughs> why is I, that i think and i could be wrong it's a promotion of a, a mental health charity or something along those lines so quite a good initiative um if that's the case um and that's why all the games are kicking off a minute after the kind of normal stated kickoff time so well, just sweet. in case anyone picks up on that okay so can you just give us a wee recap on the tips for new year's day and for saturday then Yeah,
1: so obviously got quite a bumper podcast today. Um, Quite a few tips we really fancy. So starting off for tomorrow, the 1st of January, we've got Halifax versus Stockport and over 2.5 goals, which is 23 to 25 with Marathon Bet. We then have Torquay v. Oval, and it's over three goals on the Asian line at 9 to 10 with Bet 3.65. And that just means, obviously, if there's three goals scored, stakes back and four or more. Your bet lands. Three specials now from the National League in England, so that's 34 plus goals to score with Skybet at five to six. A goal to be scored in all 12 first halves in the National League, and that pays 50 to one with Sky But as we as we said, the um, William Hill bet boost should increase that to at least 60 to one. And over 1.5 match goals in all 12 games in the National League pays 14 to one. But again, shop about. And you might see some better prices. Um, moving into the English Premiership, we have Southampton versus Spurs, and we're taking over 2.5 goals at 18 to 25. Again, that's with marathon bet. And finally, Norwich versus Crystal Palace, that pays 97 to 100 over 2.5 goals, again with marathon bet. Moving on to Saturday, we've got two bets from Scotland um, Queen of the South versus Dundee United. And we're taking over 2.5 goals there at 41 to 50. And any guesses who that's with?
0: Marathon bet.
1: Marathon bet, yep. Well done. You've been listening. (laughs) Good. And finally, Airdrie versus Forfer. So there's two ways you can look at this game over 2.5 goals, piece 8 to 11 with bet 365. Or you can take Airdrie to win and Airdrie to score two goals on the bet builder, and that piece 6 to 5 with bet 365.
0: Excellent. You can now have a wee rest after.
1: <laughs> that's <was> quite <laughs> a
0: long list of bets. So um, so that's us for this week, for this year, actually. We're off to stuff our faces with uh, some shortbread, drown ourselves in some whiskey, but we're going to get our bets on first. So hopefully we'll have sobered up uh, by next week and we'll be back on Tuesday with another podcast. Looking forward to the weekend's action. In the meantime, have a great new year. Thanks to everyone that's listened and subscribed in 2019. We've been absolutely overwhelmed by the positive feedback that we've had to the podcast and really looking forward to 2020 and hopefully bringing introducing some new stuff to the podcast over the next 12 months as well. So all the best for 2020 and thanks again to Greg for your tips today.
1: Thank you very much. Cheers.